Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Cabin. Steven Zadak. And we hate movies. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in, as always. If you are new to We Hate Movies, you're catching us in the fourth week of our summer blockbuster extravaganza. And if you are talking about it on Twitter, please remember to use hashtag SBE2014. This week, we're talking about another Halle Berry movie, two in a row. It's 2004's Catwoman, directed by one-named artist, Pitoff. Pitoff, everybody. I, I mean, it kind of makes sense because I've been thinking about this movie as just a long, like, fragrance commercial. <laughs> so, yeah. like, yeah. Catwoman by Pitoff. Yeah, that's how... If they had done that, like, if this was just boiled down to, like, a three-minute commercial, yeah. that's I mean, fine. Content-wise, you're not going to lose anything. Like, story-wise, you wouldn't lose a lick if you boiled this down to three minutes. I you'd, mean, you might lose Sharon Stone in the, in, in the fold, and that's just all <laughs> positive for you. I was going to say, you'd lose her tired performance. <laughs> I heard uh, on the internet there, uh, the internet talks to me. I don't know. If it's, <laughs> oh, you know, he's finally lost uh, it. Yeah, folks. that's happened. Uh, the that... internet's talking. <laughs> I know the internet's talking to me. I'm listening in. <laughs> What's that, internet? <laughs> James Spader's in the new Avengers movie? Thanks. Thanks for spilling the beans. <laughs> Drago's going to be Aquaman? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, the internet. Wait, so what did the internet tell you this time? <laughs> the internet was talking to me. Uh-huh. It was like, hey, fat guy, look at this. <laughs> and it was the Sharon Stone was in the middle of a scene, answered her cell phone, and did not put it down. <laughs> oh, And yeah. delayed filming. You know what? Good for her. I kind yeah. of agree. Like, Good usually, for you, Sharon Stone. Usually I'd be like, you know, like I don't care that nobody cares about this movie. How could you? <laughs> How, How Be- could you? Is gra- it's a, that's a great place to start. How could you care about this movie? I mean, Halle Berry really does show up, to her credit. I think like the movie's on her back. Yep. She yep. does do her best, but it's just terrible. The, the circus around her, <laughs> yes. the shitty cinema circus around her is terrible. She's but, given nothing. And, I, you know... We were ripping on her last week too, but I mean, Halle Berry's a good actress. Yes. Like yeah. she's clearly proven it. But these movies, man, like that. Po- this is the this one is the post Oscar. If I'm if I'm no, no, no. She won it the same. I think they both came out the same year because she accepted her Razzie. No, no, no. With oh. her Oscar in hand. Oh, actually, that's she a was big like fuck you oh, to yeah. anyone who's ever cared about a Razzie. It was, <laughs> it was Swordfish and. Uh, Monsters Ball of the same year. Oh, was that what it was? And this is 2004. Oh, yeah. so this is long. After. I mean, this the had been downward spiral. This was kicking around for a while because first they wanted Michelle Pfeiffer to come back in. Yeah, she said no. Clearly, look at the fucking script. Well, the guy, uh, the the writer, submitted the script the same day Batman Forever came out, and was like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, like because <laughs> he just realized it was not meant to be. 
And then, like, three other actresses said no to this thing. Like, Nicole Kidman said no. Good for Demi her. Demi Moore said no. Good Ashley for Judd her. said no. Good for I her. mean, I would imagine unsold scores of directors said no as well. Like, slews of directors. Well, this is 2004, so, like, we're already knee-deep in the universal craze for uh, superhero movies. I mean, this is post-Spider-Man, and very pointedly so, because this is... Post-Spider-Man and X-Men 2. Both, both the sequels. But this is Spider-Man, Catwoman as Spider-Man, kind yeah. of sort of really a lot we're using a cheaper visual effects house to do spider-man stunts yep with computers that's what we're doing that's all this movie is. because she keeps turning into a cartoon every time like, like she, she's about to do a Catwoman stunt and it's like here comes a cartoon to dance <laughs> frankly if she <laughs> started to fly i wouldn't be surprised if she <laughs> well, just sprouted wings and just fucking yeah i'm gonna fly now well that's a, that's not a cat you gotta remember <laughs> the whole the whole gag with this movie is that she's taking on Way more physical traits of a cat than are ever appropriate for a Catwoman creation. What? Zero is the appropriate amount of powers for Catwoman to have. Well, I'll tell you this: like in Batman Returns, like when she's getting shot at the end, it's yeah. like how many lives you got. That's a little bit, but that movie's kind of campy, at least. You know what I, I mean? Guess so. Yeah, I mean, not that this movie's basing itself in reality, <laughs> but it kind of is, isn't it? Like I don't know, like it's this really drab world in which people are living and breathing and like the amount of fucking time spent in a goddamn ad agency Jesus. in the middle of my superhero movie jesus <laughs> louisus the amount of time spent in that ad agency it's like the worst episode of mad men it's like if mad men got mashed up with saved by the bell like because you got alex borstein being the single most obnoxious character in any superhero movie just being like the the hen pack just like Oh my God! Here comes a man for you, and oh, it's, isn't he so attractive? It's all marrying the doctor jokes. Yeah, it's all let's oh this guy let's reel him in now. Big hunk of man jokes, and it's, I can't fucking take it. It's I'm the the friend that's not traditionally attractive, and I can't wait to get a man. And like you know, she's but just, it's not just that she can't get a can't wait to get a man. It's that she can't wait for her good friend Halle Berry to get a man, and that's fucking worse. Living vicariously <laughs> through your other loser friends. Love life? Dude, fuck you, dude. Here's the thing, and this is kind of what happens with Fucking Spurs. Kathy cartoon. <laughs> what Spurs part of the movie is that apparently a couple of years ago, Alex Borstein bought Halle Berry a leather outfit for her birthday. Yes, yeah, she bought the, <laughs> the initial Catwoman outfit. And then the message on the box is something like, Open in case of love life emergency, and I'm I want to fucking go into the screen and strangle this character. I had trouble cutting my ear off, <laughs> and that's yeah, that's I, that's a note I would imagine to be on the leather suit. I would accept a Catwoman Blu-ray from you as a birthday present. I'd be like, okay, this guy clearly doesn't know what I like, but thanks anyway. <laughs> you buy me leather pants, I'm like, take these back. Seriously, take them. You back. have to take yep. these back. Well, if there's one person in our circle of friends that I know couldn't pull off a pair of leather pants, it's <laughs> probably you. Here's now turning to comic book expert Steve Sadak. How is this movie not based in Gotham City? I mean, comic book expert Steve Sadak doesn't need to show up for this episode because <laughs> well, that's it's not a that's the thing. There's nothing about comic books. No, there's literally nothing about comic books. I was actually curious because I know there's like a. Like, DC has its own Catwoman book line and stuff like that. Yeah. And I don't know if they're, like, 
like Batman and with Robin and whatnot, how many people have played Catwoman and, and things like that. Like different yeah, characters yeah, yeah. have yeah. donned the Catwoman cowl. It's, so I was like, oh, Patience, whatever her name is, let's look this up. And it's it was like the, the DC Comics wiki. Yeah. And it's like two listings. And I was like, oh, okay, so maybe she was in a couple of comic yeah, sure. appearances. <laughs> and I scroll down and it's... Catwoman the movie, and then Catwoman the PlayStation 2 game. <laughs> Not one comic book featuring this version of Catwoman. I mean, she really does. It's like a Mystery Men character at this point. Like, she's yeah. just sniffing things, asking for milk at bars. That's, dude, drinking the cream. That's what I'm talking about with the cat stuff. I mean, and like, in, in Tim Burton's Batman Returns, Michelle Pfeiffer A, like... It exists in a world where everything is super heightened and weird and strange. So if somebody's there's a Danny DeVito half fish man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, if she's gonna be like licking herself, but also like trying to do that to arouse people really weirdly, like that right. makes sense. Yeah, and like eating the bird also makes sense. And, like, but she like is trying to eat catnip at one point, and it's like honestly, I, there's one point when she's on a bed with a bunch of empty cans of tuna fish, shoving it into her mouth, and I was like, "This is disgraceful." I almost For this threw poor up. actress. It's like this person has to eat tuna fish because she's a fucking cat. She she goes out on a date with Benjamin Bratt, and they get sushi, and she starts snagging the fish off the beds of rice and just scarfing it down. And he's like, "Oh, hey, I guess you really like your sushi, huh?" What am I doing in this movie? <laughs> and then she, Benjamin Bratt. And then she like scratches a pole for like twenty minutes. No, it's she doesn't just do it. <laughs> that's the checklist. She shits in a sandbox. <laughs> well, it, it's as if the the meeting before this movie happened. There was people being like, "Okay, we've got a lot to draw from. We've got you know seventy years of comic book history practically with this character." Okay, that's one table. One table's got well, you know, it's kind of fun to do campy stuff. But we've already had a black cat woman in that '60s show. Camp, that's good too. Uh, we've got you know like superheroes are big now. That's good too. Why don't we make nobody happy and just make <laughs> let's just say no to everyone. Let's just flip the table over. The, all of them. Let's flip the, all the tables over. The level of magic in this movie because we're tracing things back to ancient Egypt. There's apparently a cat that can live forever in this movie. The king cat. King of the cats. <laughs> Midnight. Who, who is able all this cat has to do is like breathe cat breath on you and mm -hmm. you get cat powers that's what this movie tells you like at least in the Burt movie it's like she falls out the window or whatever happens and like all the cats come around yeah. her and they're like licking her they're and like it's ticking at her a little it's bit like too. whatever it's weird and it's tim burtony but there's no fucking magic breath no it's no. ridiculous a disgusting green cloud that looks like the things they would draw when like garfield burped well this cat's made of computers 38 percent of the time which is just is 38% your new code for 100%? I mean, it's at least 98. Oh, I, I, I didn't carry a zero. It's 380%. The, the credits let you know. Like, I think this is one of the first movies I would have walked out in the credits. Because, like, maybe I got roped into it. It's 2004. Like, I like superheroes. I like Catwoman. I like Halle Berry. Maybe I'll go see this movie. Once I see the credits... Where it's all these sepia yep. pictures of cats throughout history. Cats and cat women. <laughs> cats yeah. and the cat and the reign of cat women. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. It's like if there was a basketball game and like uh, one team was the possibility of this being a good movie and one team was the possibility of this being a bad movie. The, you know, the tip off happens. The possibility of it being a good movie goes up. 
shoots an air ball like right into the fucking stands. <laughs> and Clocks the, some usher with a popcorn tray. And then the, the bad the, the possibility the bad team gets the ball and does a windmill dunk. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> this movie's gonna get creamed. Because oh, this movie is getting creamed. It's the Washington Generals versus the Harlem Globetrotters. Like that's what you're dealing with. <laughs> it is. They're bouncing they're bouncing the ball off their heads. You know what I mean? Like it's just dude. There's actually a Harlem Globetrotters-esque basketball sequence in this movie. And, oh. and how, <laughs> how in the world are you ripping off the Daredevil movie? Exactly. How dare you? You, the fucking stones. A year. A year before your movie. And say what you want about the Daredevil movie. Uh, it is like the Dark Knight yeah. compared yeah. to this movie. Oh, yeah. It's totally watchable. It, it it doesn't hit the mark for sure. I yeah. think that that the new show I'm interested in very very much. Super psyched yeah. for it, but it do, but it just misses the mark that Daredevil movie, and it's just a little 2003 for everyone's taste. This is like you can you can like whiff, yeah. right? You can whiff with a movie, yeah. But this is like you sent the little kid with the bat like out into the parking lot, <laughs> and you were like, "Swing now!" <laughs> That's how hard this movie misses it. So we're it's a we're basically ripping off the crow like it, it's, yeah it's a big yeah. the day I died I was reborn and fucking sh- kill me and we're we're taking the wrong parts of Catwoman because like again that's not what the Catwoman character is it's like a put upon secretary that gets back at the world the Batman Returns did that really well it's it was different it worked for that movie it worked within the world of that movie right this is just like. She's a put upon ad exec, but she's really an artist, and she's, yeah, she's really like a graphic designer. Yeah, yeah but that's the, yeah, she works as a graphic designer in this ad office, but she really is an artiste, though. Don't worry about that. I mean, she's under the thumb of uh, Lambert Wilson. Lambert Wilson, who uh, what's who was he in the Matrix Reloaded? He was Med- weird, Maga Vanania or yeah, whatever. One of those weird guys in one of those weird clubs that wants to have sex with everybody. Like, what are, like one of them, one of the vampires, or what were they? <laughs> one of the world architects. I don't know. I let me, let me tell you. If you put a gun to my head and you were like, "Tell me right now what those other two Matrix movies are about." Instantly dead. It's Mads Mickelson hitting your balls for two hours. <laughs> and it's just like, tell me where Zion is. I really can't remember. Tie me to a bottomless chair and whip my ball sack with a cat o' nine tails. I can't tell you what those movies are about. Oh, I just said there's vampires. <laughs> there in probably it. are. What are those? Th- it's in the second one. They're like werewolves or something. Well, the white dreadlocked fellas. Those are ghosts. Those are oh, ghosts. Computer ghosts. Oh, I thought those. They they were vampires. I, no, no, I mean, no. It's all computer garbage. <laughs> God, I, I really, really hate those movies. Um, so, yes. So, my question was, though, so if she's not actually the put-upon secretary, because I don't know yeah. the Selena Kyle history from the comics. So, it, what is, is she, she in the comics? a comic? burglar? Yeah, it depends like on who you Like a really ask. good burglar. It's, you know, most, most of the time she's a cat burglar who, like, you know, so is they, the world's greatest cat burglar. If you ask Frank Miller, she's a prostitute. But yeah, well, then again, who is it? Yeah. She's 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 a Muslim prostitute. Well, I mean, probably. she has a vagina. She's a prostitute. <laughs> Got to be a prostitute. If Frank Miller's touch. <laughs> she's a she's a she's a terrorist Muslim prostitute. Right. Uh, well, so wait. So you're saying then? So the Nolan uh, Dark Knight Rises kind of got pretty it damn right. close. Yeah, okay. I mean the. The, the prostitute thing actually got became canon after Frank Miller did it. You oh, know, for Christ's sake! For a long time, I don't know what they did with this new Fifty Two. I can't be bothered. But yeah, she's most of the time a cat burgling thief. 
sometimes prostitute, but really, like, she's on the wrong side of the law, but for good reasons, kind of a... Oh, like you know, Batman. Kind of like Batman. But, like, you know, she, she will steal shit. She's not going to kill anybody. Right. So she's a good character, a really well-defined yeah. character. So, like, make that movie. And make it with Halle Berry, too. I got no problem. She could do it. Why not? This, I mean, it's astounding to me how it, you leave... You leave out all the DC universeness of this movie, which just it makes it feel like like the movie should have come out and it should have been called Catwoman and it's spelled with a K. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's nothing. This isn't Gotham City. There's no mention of a Bruce Wayne or a Batman. And look, if you don't want to show that stuff, that's totally understandable. Yeah. You're trying to set your own thing. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to be about that. You need like the little in-joke, like something, something Wayne Enterprises. Like this dumb makeup company that Sharon Stone runs. Have it somehow, maybe it's being bought out by Wayne Enterprises for yeah. some yeah. reason. Anything, just some little nod that you're telling me, okay, Andrew, you went to see this movie in the theaters with your younger sister. It's okay. <laughs> it's in the DC universe. We acknowledge where this source material is. The thing is, like, this movie came out seven years before and it was called Steel and it failed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you, you realize you have to be better than that. You have <laughs> to be like, oh, okay. People actually like comic books, and they're going to give a shit about it. All right, everybody, we're shutting down production. Turns out uh, we're not being better than steel. We're going to have to retool everything. I'm going to send a memo out tomorrow. Everybody needs to read it. So Sharon Stone and her husband, uh, they work at this cosmetics conglomerate. I, I don't even... Th- there's a boardroom scene in the beginning where Sharon Stone is ga- kind of being forced out because she's old and, you know, she used to be the face of the company. And right, she's she, the cover girl. Yeah, and now obviously she's, like, past 50 and, like, you know, we'll make a little comment about things. Hello, social awareness. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you in my Catwoman movie. She has some line where she's like, oh, they've been trying to push me out ever since I turned 40. I'm like, oh... Oh, I get it. They were, I mean, Hollywood was successful. <laughs> Hollywood did it. Yeah, Why did this cosmetics well. company? But I don't understand. It's like a boardroom, but it's also a presentation, and there are giant monitors all over the place. Like, where are 360 we? 360 monitors. I thought it was a war room. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, oh, this is a cosmetics company that's, uh, it's the, it's the cover operation for an actual, like, Black Ops Company. Well, I was waiting for them to like change time, like in Minority Report. Like, <laughs> you just like rewind Sharon Stone back to like when she was good, and then like Man, she... Samantha Morton had a panic attack when she saw this movie coming. <laughs> <laughs> she just started freaking out in that little tub. Go right, go right, <laughs> go right. Sharon Stone. Speaking of three hundred and eighty percent CGI. <laughs> She has a computer mask on her face through all of this movie. Yeah, right? And it's just, I mean, it's unfortunate. And it's like shitty. Because I feel like she thought, okay, if I'm doing this, maybe I'll use it to like say something. Yeah. But it's not because she turns out to be like the villain and is defeated for like what. I mean, I because, there's so much mixed messaging going on. It's yep. really confusing as to what they're trying to say. In this Catwoman movie, which actually, now that I say that, probably means they weren't really trying to say anything. They were just trying to make a Catwoman movie. Well, no, because it, it's not about that. Sharon Stone, in the middle of this movie, is fucking nowhere to be found. Yeah, that's true. For, like, a good, like, I would say 40-minute stretch, there's just no villain. 
Well, because no. we got to play basketball with Benjamin Bratt and fucking go out for sushi. And Alex Borstein's got a fucking jaw for minutes on end about how she's so it, horned up it, that Halle Berry has a date. There's a like murder mystery that comes up. To, Sweet it, like mother. an Agatha Christie kind of murder mystery in the middle of my Catwoman movie. C for Catwoman. <laughs> C for crap. I don't think that was Agatha Christie. Who wrote those books? Like yeah, M for murder, oh, H no. for homicide. Oh, yeah. I, for, I don't know. I don't know. The, so, the internet will correct me the when this funny, drops. The funny thing is, so like, the first day happens, she gets called into her boss's office. Lambert Wilson's like, oh, you know, this isn't the right red that I want. And it's like they're, they're playing it like he's a big asshole. And he is being a big asshole. But, like, that's what art direction is, baby. If you don't get the red right, you're in trouble. Like, yeah, totally. You know I mean? Like, it's very important. He's got a certain vision in his head. And <laughs> that's you, your fucking job. You used the wrong color. <laughs> yeah, you went left and he wanted to go right. <laughs> It's a valid criticism by a superior. Now, the weird part is, he's like, all right, you get one more chance at this. I need this on my desk at midnight tomorrow. Yep. Question mark. Is he Dracula? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> who, who sets deadlines at midnight? I can only sign paperwork once the sun has gone down. Ah, 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 ah. What are you going to do with it at that point? Exactly. You're <laughs> like, going to present it to anybody? No. Yeah, the office is closed. Just say you have until, like, give her till the Thursday next morning. morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 9 a.m. First thing Thursday yeah. morning, too. Sure, fine. The but strike mid- of midnight. <laughs> like, I must have it in my hands before I you go back in my cl- box. Do not bring any cloves of garlic. <laughs> And bring, do not bring a steak. Oh, this isn't the right red that I want. <laughs> I'm looking more of a blood red. I guess you saw that one coming. <laughs> As I am Dracula. <laughs> As I am, after all, Dracula. You have the galley proof for this. <laughs> and the weird part about it is that what shows that this movie was patched together with fucking thread is because like the first day happens and like you know she fails the big presentation she distinctly goes to sleep you know because like there's a party going on next door and it's like oh man i'm gonna get back at them later (laughs) but she wakes up and it's it's totally obvious that they they didn't know how to start this movie because that day happens again she's wearing the same outfit alex borstein is wearing the same outfit so they just kind of didn't <laughs> oh. know how to do their first day, the day oh. that I died thing. Oh, God. Are you serious? I didn't I, even notice I'm that. I'm 100% positive that uh. she's wearing the same outfit and Alex Borstein is. So it's clear that they were like, redo. God like, damn it. And I mean, it's what also patchwork. It's a fucking like dress down of Halle, Halle Berry. It's not working. I'm sorry. Like her in a schlubby sweater. It's still a fucking Halle Berry. And guys are still throwing themselves. Well, out. I mean, that's the case with anything, right? Yeah. That was Michelle Pfeiffer to use another Catwoman related example. It's like, you know, when she's uh, she's what, she's the secretary of Christopher Walken in that yeah. movie. And it's just like, yeah, I get it. Like, she's supposed to be mousy. But my goodness gracious, everybody. It's fucking <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. Well, I mean, Walken's kind of hitting on her. Yeah, well, I, f- so- I feel like Max Shrek's taking what he can get. <laughs> that, probably. <laughs> Mousy the- or no. All the prostitutes. That I can't even. I, man, he is amazing in that movie. That's one of my favorite Christopher Walken impre- uh, performances. It's so weird, and his hair is amazing. It's, he's great in that. Everything about that is great. He's the best. And I love his son, Zangief, is doing a Christopher Walken <laughs> impression the whole time. It's so awesome because it's like really just a cartoon impression and dad go save yourself (laughs) get out of here nobody cared it Uh, was great like oh that's tim burton's like oh that's what you're gonna do zangief (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, all right. You're going to be Leatherface in 15 years. Oh, he's Leatherface yeah. in those remakes? Yeah. Dude, that guy's had a long career. Good for him, but those movies are wretched. I mean, they just put them out every two years because what else the fuck are you going to do with your, what, $3 million? I, I guess they don't want to lose like the copyright yeah. holding on the Texas Chainsaw name. so Or else it goes to Marvel. <laughs> Somehow they don't do it. Oh, man. Leatherface jumping back in the Avengers. <laughs> 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 oh man, I'm sure Tony Stark would have some sarcastic comments about Leatherface's wardrobe. No, the only person they're pitting him against is Hawkeye. <laughs> That'd be great. Then it's just like Leatherface getting hit with a bunch of arrows. <laughs> hit. <laughs> hit. <laughs> be great. And so there's, I mean, there's just really nothing going on in this movie. She basically, so she gets it done, you know, she gets her thing done, uh, and she has to go to the factory, the Axis Chemical Factory, to yep. deliver this at midnight. To whom and to, for what? Because the guy's not even there. <laughs> He's not even there. <laughs> He's off at some fancy hotel with his model girlfriend, even though he's married to Sharon Stone. Whatever. But, yeah, he's not even there. She's oh, Well, the other thing is she's like, oh, I need the courier to come, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, really? Because, you know, it's like midnight. Yeah. <laughs> Who's open for currying anything? And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess that isn't your fault. I guess I'll just go over there myself. Well, I mean, if she had called Alex Borstein, she'd probably do it for her. <laughs> oh, you have to do this, but you have to tell me all about that man candy when I get back. <laughs> man candy. I just want to throw up. I feel like the courier service after 10 o'clock, it's like a voicemail that leads you to a drug dealer. It's like, <laughs> if you're looking for a drug dealer, dial one. <laughs> if you're looking for anything else, come back tomorrow. Well, that's, I mean, that's what DHL stands for, Drug Hauling Limited. Oh, man, you just blew the lid wide open yeah, on that. I did it all. That international courier service. <laughs> So she walks in on there. Sharon Stone is like this. This uh, scientist is trying to quit because basically they're putting on a new beauty cream that like keeps you. It re- reverses the aging process, but also turns you into a monster, I guess. So here's the deal. So if you're using this stuff, it reverses the aging process. And you have to keep using it. If you stop using it, your skin like breaks down and you then you look a like crack a monster. And- yeah, you basically turn into a kraken, or like you just get like a meth mouth. I mean, that's what happened to Leatherface. Is he yeah, looked great, yeah. and then he just stopped. He stopped know. using the the Clairol products <laughs> that he was given by his cannibal relatives. Uh, so that's also just to get this charming detail out of the way. Sharon Stone's been using it, and the more you use it, apparently. It turns your skin to that of fine marble, which is what she says, which just leads us later to see a bunch of shots of Halle Berry punching Sharon Stone in the face fruitlessly, like trying to knock her down. And it's just like she can't be hurt. Like you don't feel anything. Yeah, I guess man, what a super villain. And I know that would really scare me if oh, I was wow, a super Hero of some it's a, sort. It's a, it's, a, it's a corporate executive with a hard jaw. <laughs> Look out, the Joker. That if you took the cream away from him, would literally die. Yeah, all you have to do is steal her fucking ointment and her face melts off. Razal Ghul's shaking in his boots because here comes Sharon Stone 
with a little bit of face cream. Killer Croc just hopped on a motorcycle and got out of town. <laughs> well, oh, wait, we're so, I'm sorry, everybody. We're just talking about people that hang out in Gotham City. <laughs> this movie does not take place anywhere near she Gotham. Could probably commiserate with Clayface. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He gets it. Yeah. He really gets if, it. it Face changing, yeah, I get it. I know where you're going. So she stumbles upon this secret meeting where the scientist is like, I can't be a part of turning people into monsters. Like, he has some line about turning people into monsters. <laughs> he literally says that. It's amazing. <laughs> and, then, and then she knocks over a bunch of garbage because she's fidgety and that's what happens. Mm. And so... She's got mousy hair, Andrew. That's what happens. When yeah. You mousy hair. You, you knock into things. She's just a real nervous Nelly. And so she knocks into things and she's heard and then it's like uh, send these two security guards to kill killer kind of a thing michael massey's one of them michael massey he's in a lot of david fincher stuff he's actually unfortunately the actor that killed uh brandon lee oh that's it, weighing heavy on him probably yeah he, still. he quit acting for a while i mean he's he's the guy in seven who's where it's my favorite part of seven after the whole fucking sex capade where the guy fucks the, the guy the, the woman to death the Brad Pitt is just really hitting on this guy that's running, not hitting on, like really beating down this guy that's running a porno house. And he's like, do you like what you do? And he's like, no, I don't. Okay. Like, <laughs> you're fucking Brad Pitt and I'm garbage. All right. I know. I get it. I'm so fucking sorry that I fucking run a house where people get fucked to death. I, it's a bad day for me. All right. What do you want? Oh, would you look at that? I got my fuck to death punch card out. The next one's free. Yeah, I, I love it. Oh, I love being being privy to homicide. When I was six years old, I was thinking, what I want to do in my life is own a porno house where a hooker gets killed with a knife dick. Mission accomplished. You got a banner for me or what? And how long have you been a detective? I want an astronaut human garbage. Astronaut human garbage. I guess I went with human garbage. You know, you can't tell it from looking at me, but I got eight years of medical training at Johns Hopkins. But I thought, human garbage pays the bills. Oh, so he's that guy. He's that yes, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's also the Sinister Six's like, consigliere at the end of Sp- uh, oh, the is he really? Spider-Man. Oh, cool. oh yeah. <sighs> I just can't. I, that's yeah, a story yeah. oh, for oh, another, it's a, day. another day. That's another episode. Uh, so they're trying to kill her, and then all of a sudden, it's like that scene from The Fugitive for two seconds. Yeah. She's just like standing outside this thing, and I'm like, oh, that looks like a tunnel waterfall thing. And it's like, oh, she's gone into the pipes. Congratulations! And the, you know, the dude's like, we'll flush the pipes then. And she just gets hit with a bunch of toxic sludge or something. It looks like shit. It looks like she drowns in a sea of shit, which would make sense. I drowns didn't... in a sea of Catwoman the movie. <laughs> I didn't see your evil plan. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> she just sees this like tidal wave of shit coming at her, and she's like, I didn't kill my wife! <laughs> she gets blasted out of this tunnel. Tommy Lee Jones is draining the shit river. <laughs> So she washes up on shore. Now, we should get into this cat that's been fo- kind of following around. And yeah. by the way, this cat, I think his name, his na- his name is Midnight. Her yes. name is Midnight. Probably her. Should be talking. I mean, at this point in this movie, let's just fucking throw yep. it out the window. Go full yeah. hocus pocus on it. Really, honestly. <laughs> We're 60 seconds away from magic cat breath. He better be talking. Exactly. <laughs> but here's how he should not be talking. 
like that wise cracking cat on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, Salem. Yep. was his name. Keep every last line of dialogue <laughs> from that cat. Oh, oh, crack-talking <laughs> animals are so obnoxious. Like, sweet, genteel animals, fine. But it's a lot of, like... Oh, I don't even know. He's, how to... he's kind of shitty. He's a little shitty to her. Yeah, he is. Like, oh, way to fail another test at school, Sabrina. You ever want to get into college? Canned audience laughter <laughs> for fucking ten years. That dumb cat puppet. The, the, we should. They have a relationship a bit because she sees it the second morning, the day she dies, uh, the second time they <laughs> take two of that scene where she wakes up and this cat is like on her ledge. Like, How'd you get in here? And it goes up. Onto, like, she lives in a fucking impossible apartment, by yeah. the way. It's like, she's crying poverty. Not really crying poverty, but like, oh, I made the wrong choices in life. My God, I would love to make those wrong choices. You know what's kind of funny is it almost looks like her exact apartment from Perfect Stranger. Yep. yep. Almost exactly. To the point when she's having sex with Benjamin Brad in it, I was like, what? that's the exact same scene. The, the, this doesn't have the second kitchen. <laughs> Only one kitchen. It only has one kitchen. I think it only has five bedrooms. Well, she's only a movie graphic designer, so I guess that's what... (laughs) So she goes out onto her huge balcony, not balcony, but uh, ledge, because she's trying to save this cat. She's like, oh my god, this cat. I'm like, hey, cats are fine. Leave the fucking cat alone! Leave it alone. Just leave it alone. He'll be fine. He's a straight cat, A. He probably has a lot of shit going on. Yep, he's busy. Cats land on their feet. He'll be just fine, baby. I wouldn't worry about it. It's the stupid, like, oh, my God, this cat's up here. I have to save this cat. Tip for anyone. You know, like, we live in the city, you know, so uh, we're, not, we're not wealthy enough to have central air conditioning <laughs> we, where we live, you know. So everybody has these boxed air conditioners, window units. Never stand on one of these things, folks, because that's what's going on here. She's like, I have to save this cat. I'm so desperate to save this cat. I'm going to stand on a window air conditioning unit. You wouldn't have to explain it to an eight-year-old. <laughs> and somehow this woman thinks she's going to fucking stand on this thing with this cat who's doing nothing is fine on the ledge of this building. This is why the cat should talk, because the second she starts stepping out there, the cat's got to be like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Seriously, I'm fine. Yo, I'm cool. I'm just, totally cool. Just don't come out here, please. I like high, I like high places. Yeah, uh, you're gonna be just, Catwoman soon. Just, just um, relax. I've done this a thousand times. Please oh, just don't. No, I, oh, you're, you're doing it. You're coming. Oh, okay, all right, fine. If you really want to come out here and save me, uh, please just don't step on that air conditioner. No, no, Whatever. It, please don't. Se- oh, you're gonna. Uh, mm. You don't. You don't. You know what? You're gonna need that uh, bumblebee tuna. So um, <laughs> you, you don't have to give it to me. I don't need it. I'm fine out here. Would you just leave me alone, please? And Benjamin Bratt pulls up, and he sees he's a cop. He was perennially dressed like he's hosting Saturday Night Live this entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like this black T-shirt, a, a, a smart leather jacket. It is the jeans. smart leather jacket he would come out and do the monologue in. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so he comes out and he's like, "Oh my god, lady, you trying to kill yourself?" She's like, "No, I'm trying to save a cat." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, you're probably trying to kill yourself." <laughs> yeah, the, the cat. Yeah, sure. That'd no, be great if the cat ran away and he's just like not seeing it. No, he the cat does run away. Oh, is gone. that what yeah, happened? It's like a magical disappearance. He's oh. like, what cat? She's like, there was a cat here. I promise. So, so he saves her. He saves her. He goes up. She doesn't fall to her death. I only say that because she knows this cat when she's dead on this mount on this like I guess it's like a gar a landfill garbage island. Yeah. It's a garbage, it's a garbage island. island. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's all the refuse from the city because she's like way far out. 
and here you go. Here again is a fantastic opportunity to just tie this in because there's a lot of CGI skyline in this movie, like really poorly done oh, CGI for sure. skyline. So cut to this wide of the whole city skyline. She gets shot out of shit shoot, okay? <laughs> and she's like doing her thing and the cats are coming up and she's on a pile of garbage. The bat signal is just up there. Sure. It's little, just there. A little Easter egg yeah. for people looking at it. That's all. For anyone that is unlucky enough to be in the audience. Just recognize your fucking source material. <laughs> just all once. It's, That's it's, all I'm asking. It's all I'm asking. And the only way they do it, which this is why I think this movie thinks it, it's absolved itself yeah. of referencing anything, is because they have a picture from Batman Returns. A of, still. <laughs> it's a still. She's like sorting through when Francis, what's her name? Conroy. Francis Conroy, who's maybe an, a retired Catwoman. <laughs> we don't know yeah. the deal. You know, is just saying like, "There's been a bunch before you. I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna literally throw a pile of pictures at you, and you can look at them. And one of them is just a still from Batman Returns. And so then it's like, well, okay, that's that Catwoman. That's not this Catwoman. This isn't Gotham. It's okay. It's connected. Lazy horse shit. I hate its guts. So this cat burps in her mouth, and she gets cat powers. I was kind of hoping it was just going to throw up on her, and then all these cats started throwing up on her, and then, like, she spun into a cocoon and emerged Catwoman. <laughs> this, like, this like hairball bukkake yeah. is occurring. <laughs> They're just, like, all doing... <laughs> and you're right, she gets wrapped up <laughs> and then, like, blossoms beautifully in the leather outfit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The whip's out. Oh, she's got the whole thing. For that point, just do it, man. (laughs) I feel like that would just look a little too much like like the way Station's born. (laughs) Just like popping out of a hairball. I want to throw up when I see that. It's disgusting. It's one of those repulsive things. (laughs) I hate that movie, but that's disgusting. What a disgusting thing to put in. Troll birth. (laughs) Gross. It's gross. And she wakes up on a rafter in her in, in, enormous apartment. Yeah, she's like sleeping up on a thing because, again, we're just catting around. Oh, we can't forget, though, after that cat burps in her mouth, <laughs> her you see their eyeball and it computerized goes from like a human eyeball to a cat eyeball. Oh, yeah. Eat shit and die. <laughs> I hate you, Catwoman, the movie. Because she doesn't even do like and this is when things like, really go off a ledge. Like, I understand the first movie, she just, she, like, falls, and, like, the, the movie takes care to show that, like, all these canvases break her fall, so she doesn't really die right. in a yeah. real-world way. She just kind of wakes up and goes mad because all these cats are there and she's been fucked over. I don't know what her problem is. She kind of goes crazy, but then she kind of doesn't. It's They I, give her a real Jekyll and Hyde thing, yeah. where it's like when the cat instinct takes over, like she's being a dick to like the boss and everything, yeah. and then it, she's like snaps out of it and she becomes bookish again. Yeah. And I guess like by the end of the movie, she's learned to control yeah. when that shit kicks in, but Give me a break. I don't need that. Like, really? I don't need the psychological underpinnings of this. <laughs> but that's not psychological underpinnings. That's madness. And magic. That's magic madness. Yeah. It's madness. Okay? <laughs> I don't need madness. Like, Selena Kyle in the 92 flick is just crazy. She got fucked over. Mm-hmm. She, it's just... 
that fall out the window is the straw that broke the camel's back. Sure. She was this close anyway, and now she's gone, baby. And that's totally fine. This is goddamn Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and it's madness, and I don't need it. And, and also, and this is perhaps just, you know, lazy fat me, but... <laughs> Oh, that is the title of your autobiography. Lazy fat me. Uh, uh, no, I mean, I die and get resuscitated by a bunch of fucking felines. I'm following you so far. I'm taking the next day off. <laughs> yeah, that's a person. And you, you've already made that midnight, midnight deadline. Well, actually, I guess you didn't because Michael Massey took a shit on your paper <laughs> afterwards. Sorry, I can't turn in my work. Your henchman shit all over it. It was destroyed in a tidal wave of shit. It'd be great if they were on Michael Massey's landfill. Like, yeah, Brad Pitt, I live in a landfill, okay? Not only do I work here, I live here, too. Is that what you want me to say? Are you going to eat that fishbone on your shoe? Because I want to eat it. And if I don't want to eat it, I'm just going to put it in my front yard. You know why? Because my front yard is a mass of garbage. Or I might just lick it to get the fish taste in my mouth. And once it's all gone, I'll just throw it back on the ground. And you know what? I'm going to masturbate about this encounter later. Not because I'm gay and not because I find it arousing. Just because that's how weird I am. And because you're going to be thinking about it. You're going to think about it the next time you're masturbating. <laughs> and then I hope you're never able to masturbate again. Thank you for coming to Garbage Island. <laughs> Michael Massey's Garbage Island. <laughs> I mean, so she goes in, she gets fired. She kind of tells off her boss. This is something I hate. In, in A lot of movies have done this, but this, like... It makes it's, a it's real. Bad. It makes a real spectacular case out of it. <laughs> is when someone like heroically tells off the boss that everyone hates. Yeah. As soon as the boss leaves the room, there's like a yeah. You told them this is like she won the academy. <laughs> the thunderous <laughs> round of applause this office gives. It's like first of all. You know that dude's totally just right outside. He heard yeah. all of yeah. you erupt for <laughs> roaring cheers for Halle Berry. But she just got fired, too. It's not like she put the boss in his place. He's like, well, oh, I'm, carry on. No, no, he's like, you're fucking fired. Yeah, and then, she's still fired. And then they applaud her. Maybe they're applauding her getting fired. Oh, she's finally out of here. Woohoo! <laughs> I will cheer for that. Q-O-1 a night and let's go. <laughs> Like Alex Borstein's like, you're number one. Eh. <laughs> oh, man, it's just, there's a gay character too, which is just offensive. This guy, he's the one that says man sandwich, right? Yes. Yes. Which is, uh, so Benjamin Bratt in the first like day comes back after like, and he's a real creep in this movie because oh, yeah. like he, she, she's like, oh my God, I'm late for work. She runs out. And then this is before she dies and turns into a cat woman. He, she runs to work. He follows her to work and says, like, he's like, oh, you forgot this. I think he, she forgets her wallet or something. Yeah, yes. Yeah. She, dropped, she dropped the wallet while she was hanging off of an air conditioner trying to save a non-existent <laughs> cat. And her wallet a, fell out. And he's like, oh, I forgot. Uh, you forgot this. I really should have stayed on Law and Order. And she's like, yeah, you really should have. And But, uh, you know, should have, would have, could have. I mean, <laughs> honestly, Jesse L. Martin was better in the role. Yeah, he really, you know. The chemistry with Briscoe is just... Welcome to Catwoman. Sorry. 
And <laughs> this this gay character that has like w- maybe one other line in this looks up and goes, "Oh my god, man sandwich at twelve o'clock." Which Bauga? <laughs> First of all. I would like to think that a man sandwich yeah. is two dudes and then a dude or a chick sandwiched betwixt the man. Absolutely. One man does not a man sandwich make. So yeah. what are you even talking it's about? He's got to be a trio. Like three hunks are walking down the street. That's a man sandwich. That's a man sandwich. Because at that point, then the arms become the bread. It's just crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, dog. <laughs> But the, it doesn't make any sense because if the arms, the bread, then what? The head is like the olive on top with a toothpick through it. It doesn't work. It's a man drumstick at best. <laughs> like, just say, look at this guy coming. Look at this yeah. hot piece of ass. Anything. No, man sandwich. Call for a rewrite. <laughs> like, I'd love that actor to just be like, you know, I, we've done this take like 12 times. I keep saying man sandwich. Do you guys think I should say anything else? Nah, uh, Pitoff, what do you think? <laughs> no, man sandwich is what it is. It's in the script, it's in the movie. Yeah, but it's just that, you know, a man sandwich, it's in the script, it's in the movie. <laughs> you just think because there's one, it's in the script, it's in the movie. What if you got two extras to just sidle up next it's to It's in the script, <laughs> it's in the movie. So yeah, man sandwich, what a failure. <laughs> what a failed joke. So she gets fired, and then like Alex Borstein's like, I'm so happy that you're fired, and like... The weird, thing, and I know we're not living in a realistic world, but like she never files for unemployment. Like the rent on this ha- this apartment must be thousands of dollars. I need the backstory about a dead grandmother that left it to her, yeah. or left her five hundred thousand dollars. Like there's got to be something. Although oh, there's a liquidated estate behind all of this. Listen, I, now that I think about it, though, this is four years before all the bank crisis and the mortgage nonsense. Yeah. Like, maybe she just got taken for a ride. Maybe she's <laughs> underwater with this mortgage. <laughs> just, who cares if she has a job at this point? It's she's an sunk. upside-down mortgage. It doesn't matter if she has a job. You're right. She's got a house, though. Mm-hmm. Not for long. It's just, So she's just, like, she goes shopping with Alex Borstein, then Alex Borstein, like, falls over because she, which is kind of my favorite part of this movie. She's like, it's pretty ah, great. And just goes down. <laughs> well, because Alex Borstein also has been using this cream. And yeah, she's to land talk- a man. She's got to yeah. land that man. And uh, what's interesting is uh, this character is taking the cream. But as far as I can tell, it only changes the appearance of your face and doesn't cure obnoxious personalities. <laughs> no, it does not. I mean, if the cream was really doing its job, it would seal her mouth shut. <laughs> like, because the shit she is saying in this movie is... it's It, it would, would also close her ears so that she couldn't respond to anything. Because you, you're right. Because even with a mouth sealed shut from magic cream, <laughs> she'd still be obnoxious. She'd be signing one-liners. <laughs> Handing it off. <laughs> After Halle Berry gets fired, too, there's still the whole, like, well, you gotta ask him out? Yeah. And she's like, I just got fucking fired. Can we take one thing at a time here? She's like, you're gonna get laid. And she's like, I, I don't care. I just got fired. Like, seriously, you're not a, you're actually not a good friend to me. You're only, you've got this weird fascination on my sex life. And I think you're attracted to me, which is fine, but I'm not into it. So go away. get Fuck yourself. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Just give it a shot. <laughs> You're spending so much time trying to get me fucked. Go try to get yourself fucked for a week. If you don't get fucked in a week, come back and talk about me getting fucked. Just please. <laughs> I need a vacation from you trying to get me fucked. 
because it's obnoxious. I get it. It's two years before Gotham OK Cupid, but like, <laughs> like just go to a bar, go somewhere, go to a. a, a I don't Soup know. kitchen, wherever. Just go. Public get pool. <laughs> Public pool. Gross. <laughs> so this is where we're at the basketball scene. Oh god! Because at, at, she had stood up like when she wakes up after she becomes a Catwoman. Not only is she late for work, she's also late for meeting Benjamin Bratt for coffee for a yeah. co- for a coffee date. You know, and he's like, "You just blew your one shot." With by the way, his name is Tom Lone. <laughs> Just stop with this jacket, with this name, with that face. Do you think his middle name starts with an A? Tom Alone. Well, yes, Tom Thomas Anthony Lone. Tom Alone. It's a shitty pulp novel character. It's bad, it's man. So, do you think he was hoping this was like a backdoor pilot for a Tom Lone detective series? <laughs> Well, he's left alone at the end of the movie, guys. Certainly is. Alone Industries. (laughs) Maybe he's going to show up in the Gotham series, possibly? Well, I would love it, but unfortunately this movie does not take place in Gotham City. So Tom Lone would have to be relocating himself. (laughs) I mean, he's in in Botham, so... (laughs) He's Botham! (laughs) He... So he's te- he, she finds out where he is somehow. He's te- telling all these kids, like, he's doing, like, a, a basically a dare program. He's like, you can help out with your community, man, and you can wear leather jackets, too. And they're like, <laughs> we're poor. They're, what's amazing is he's doing all this, like, positivity shit, and then <laughs> the one kid's like, can we see your gun? <laughs> and he's like, no. And someone, like, another kid's like, will you fire off around? And he's like, no, like, yeah, let's just go play basketball. Don't they make you wear a suit and tie? <laughs> You look too cool to be a cop. Are you a TV cop? When do you have time to work out? (laughs) (laughs) And so Kelly Berry shows up, and she's like, I'm sorry. She gives him a very pointed coffee cup that says sorry on it. Uh Uh, And she takes it. He takes it. He drinks it. And then they play this basketball game. And it's (sighs) weird because it's like these two – all they want to play – all these little kids want to play basketball against this big adult, this cool cop. They're like – Actually, let's watch you play basketball. And then this sexy basketball breaks out. It's the sexiest basketball ever. Inappropriate. It's, yeah, in front of a bunch of orphans. Yeah, it's inappropriate. And this is get ready for some fucking 2004 R&B for the rest of this movie. The soundtrack to this movie is outrageously bad. It's on. It's it's like I was watching an entire season of Living Single. <laughs> like the music is so bad. It's like post Brandy Outliers. Like it's <laughs> the ones that really couldn't get it. Th- and then everybody thought like, oh well, Brandy's famous now. Let's sign all these people. Yeah, yeah, totally. Aaliyah died in a, pr- a plane crash. Who's next? Monique is kind of off the planet now. So yeah, it's Monique and Below for the rest of the soundtrack. <laughs> And it's just, it's bad. It doesn't fit with the, an action movie, really. Like, no. It's just kind of too sexy. You know what I mean? Like, and this movie is certainly not sexy. Let's put it out there. Although, no. th- th- most of her, like, when she's moving in the movie, it's all saunters. It's not, you know, I'm just walking down the street. I'm sexy walking down the street. I'm, <laughs> I'm sexy walking down the ledge. You know, it's not just like I can have a movie here. What's awesome is the stunt person for all of her fighting is like a male karate champion or something. And my thought was like, so is this guy wearing like a set of fake boobs while he's like fighting Sharon Stone? I mean, he must shit? have, right? Yeah, that, that, that's... 
Because they're there. They're always out. But it's weird because there's so little actual, like, a person fighting a person yeah. because there's so much computer in this movie. She's mostly a computer. And there's so much cutting. Like, yep. the, no shot lasts longer than a second in this movie. It's like two seconds or bust. There's a scene, I noted this, speaking of bad editing, there's a scene where Sharon Stone reveals to the husband uh, that, like, this whole crazy maniacal plan is actually her idea yeah. and not his. And it's kind of like the big reveal of, like, Sharon Stone as the actual villain. Like, you think it's the husband yeah. the whole time, and then it turns out to be her, and you're like, oh, here comes this scene. And she's like, by the way, I'm the villain cut and it's like Halle Berry doing her taxes or something yeah because this is when this movie really starts to be like you know what we need a bunch of Catwoman montages because yeah, yeah. I mean it wastes it burns about an about an hour to get her to start acting like a Catwoman she goes to Francis Conroy she's like Throughout all time, there have been cat women, and you are a cat woman. And I'm like, stop it. The only <laughs> thing worse than like a, a big exposition scene in, in a movie is like an historical yeah. exposition scene. Like throughout the ages, <laughs> yes. cat women. No, thank you. Yep. It, Harry Knowles would have walked out on this movie. It's so, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, seriously, there's nothing even here for me. Like, I can't. <laughs> You're giving me nothing in name only. I kept on expecting that she was going to try to like get her to join like a like a Jones esque cult, like that's a, what a you cat want. Woman cult, like we are all the cat women. <laughs> drink this Kool Aid, <laughs> <laughs> please. Just drink you. You drink the whole pitcher, Halle Berry and Petoff. Drink the pitcher of Kool Aid, Benjamin Brad. Yeah, no, you have Kool Aid too. And it's just she explains like the whole thing about the magical blah blah blah. Like this cat midnight. Is definitely immortal. Yep. There's something with the Egyptian gods of who gives a shit. It's all very stupid. Yeah. It's <laughs> Nathan Lane should have played this cat. The voice <laughs> of this cat. That. Now we're talking. Now we got a movie. <laughs> now this movie's cooking with gas, baby. Nathan Lane is a sassy cat voice. <laughs> Done. Sign me up. <laughs> and like. At first, she's like, I'm not a cat woman. And Fred's kind of like, oh, yes, you are. She throws a ball with catnip. And again, it's just so embarrassing for ha- to, watch, to have to watch Halle Berry do this. It really is. She catches the ball and starts sniffing it. And she, like, has an orgasm. And you're just like, you remember that time you made Monster's Ball? Yeah. You, uh, you remember that? <laughs> remember that time you also uh, played Storm pretty okay in two movies? You, uh, yeah. you remember that? Yeah, pretty all right out there. Sniffing that ball, huh? <laughs> all right. That's what we're doing. Well, I'll, she's uh, in character. Yeah. She is she's oh, yeah, doing it. Oh, she's a cat. That's oh, right, Chris. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh, oh, she's a cat person. Oh. At this point, she gives herself a sassy haircut with two. She gets scissors in both hands and just somehow magic. Like, do cats give themselves haircuts? Like, where does this fit in? <laughs> like, honestly. It's just so she can get that ratty wig off of It'd be funny if Benjamin Bratt, like, brought her to a pet smart. <laughs> Here, and just she around she, the edges. Do you mind if I get a some, trim? Some spikies, you know, just in random areas. I hate this shit, though, where it's like, I'm going to give myself a haircut and it looks fantastic. Yeah. Like, she's just in the bathroom, like, snip-snapping away at this hair. And then all of a sudden, it's like something that takes a professional yep. hours to accomplish. And the makeup is spot on. Yeah. Now, listen, 
if I'm going to go out and see, like, because her initial thing is, like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to burgle something. Mm-hmm. She's got, like, a little bit of a taste for it. And she's like, I'm going to go out and do something. What are you putting makeup on for? We need lipstick to go out and burgle. Get a ski mask. Well, she's got to be, you know. <laughs> got a leather mask. I mean, she's going to have a leather she's mask. She's got the leather mask from Alice, Alex Borstein's whatever gift that she gave. And this is something that I hate. The the gift that Alec Borstein gives her, like the outfit, yeah. is fine. Like, that's a yeah. totally fine Catwoman outfit. Yeah. Then when, like, she's real, like, she has to go to Frances Conroy, and Frances Conroy's like, you're a cat woman. She's like, no, I'm not. And then she goes out and does stuff, and she's like, well, maybe I am. And she goes back to Frances Conroy, and she's like, you're a cat woman. And she's like, yes, I am. And then she does the haircut, and then somehow, in between all that, there's a new, sexier, skimpier outfit that comes out. And it's like, where and why? Does this have to happen? Like, where did you get it? Why does it have to be sexier? The first one was fucking fine. Professional leather work needs to go on, Andrew. This is <laughs> lots of money. You can't just fucking... You're going to take scissors to leather? Good luck, lady. <laughs> That's why Anne Hathaway's costume in that third Nolan flick is awesome. Because yeah. it's just a fucking leather motorcycle outfit. Yep. And she's got, like, the Wayne Tech gadget on it. And, yeah, it's kind of funny because it sort of looks like cat ears. And that's perfect. Yep. That's what you want. This thing is something a fucking WWE like diva would wrestle in. Because <laughs> you're not supposed to be drawing attention to yourself. Exactly. This is a right, big, loud fucking costume. You're right, Chris. She is trying to burgle this high end jewelry store with the biggest look at me outfit. <laughs> she looks like Lita. She's going <laughs> to jump off the fucking top turnbuckle and do something to Benjamin marry the Brett. big show and then. <laughs> Man, Alita Big Show wedding. Vince McMahon, if you're listening. I mean, that could have happened six years ago. We wouldn't know about it. To yeah. be honest. We're going to get 18 emails. Uh, actually, the <laughs> thing about Lita is she was once linked to, and then I stopped reading the email. And another <laughs> low point. And I mean, it has to. <laughs> and another <laughs> low point. Ellipses. <laughs> it needs to happen is the perfect line. You oh, know? kill me. Because it's when she, she she's like. Because, again, you don't know, like, it's not even like, I want to burgle things, I'm going to be a burglar. She looks at this necklace, she's like, I really want it. And then these other guys break in, and she's like, she goes in, and then, like, she does the perfect thing. And everyone's like, yay! Listen, I saw it in a theater. Nobody said yay once in this entire movie. Do you think and it was packed. You think Eartha Kitt, like, went, she probably went to the premiere. Like, they, they invited her special because it's like, hey, look. We're paying homage to what you did, and this is kind of cool. And then she threw up in her mouth when that happened. <laughs> and her date was just like, Eartha, are you okay? And she's like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> well, they I tried th- to get the other one. Uh, what's her face? Um, Lee Merriweather or Julie Newmar? They tried Julie to get Julie Newmar to play the Francis Conroy role. Oh, really? And she said, nope. Good, good on you, Julie <laughs> Newmar. Uh, say no to that. That Catwoman <laughs> She's like, I could do that. Or I could go to the grocery store. <laughs> or I could live comfortably off what I've earned already. Oh, that's the weekend of the ceramics expo. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, a commitment's a commitment. <laughs> Julie Newmar stands by her word. Oh, uh, also, we forgot about the, the scene where she takes down those noisy neighbors. Oh, oh shut man. the fuck up. <laughs> because it's... It's such horseshit. I wrote a couple of lines down. The real stinkers. And one comes in this. And then your fucking iPhone exploded because too much memory was used. Andrew, why? Why? (laughs) Why would you put these words in me? 
when she goes and she's like trying, she goes to the door and she's like, would you mind turning the music down? Loud fake movie party. Yeah, they're in a Sum 41 party over here. <laughs> And the guy, like, speaking of the big show, this guy slams the door in her face. And she breaks the door back open and, like, jumps on this guy. And she's, like, she gets him. She's, like, oh, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to, whatever, bend to my polite request. She goes, let me try the remix. Yeah. And then starts, like, spraying beer on their PA system. Let me try the remix. Let me try throwing up all over the movie theater. Oh, and nobody cares because it's one of those stupid like whenever there's and you can always see it coming too when you know a movie takes place around a character that's beleaguered in the beginning and is going to get empowered when you see the noisy neighbors you're like ah fuck that's just going to eat up time isn't it oh Oh, we got to go back to those noisy neighbors at some point and put a sock in them (laughs) certainly can't have a fight scene where like Mike Massey gets it or fucking (laughs) any like any fucking villain hero villain shit in your hero movie please just find it just yeah. anything, man. The, your, the neighbors across the street shouldn't be your villain. Nope. At all. No. Nope. Just because they have a loud noise and then you whip them with the fucking soda fountain hose. I mean, the problem is this is kind of like, you know, when, when Spider-Man, like, tries to fight. Like, he takes down his first bank robber yeah. or a little someone's mugging someone yeah. and he takes care of it. That's what this is. But it's, like, hyper-stylized. There's stupid dialogue. And she's just spraying things with a... A beer keg nozzle. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, movie. And there's no villain to be found because the best, your best hope at that is Sharon Stone, who probably could have done a good job, but you just don't want her in your movie for some reason. And the other issue is you have two trial things with her thinking about maybe becoming Catwoman because yep. it's the noisy neighbors and then it's the jewel heist where she has the line, time to accessorize. Yeah. And she's going to rob the jewelry store and then she sees the dudes and she's like, Oh, maybe I'll take them down instead. What a perfect opportunity. Uh, Again, a scene that was already in Batman Returns and done better in Batman Returns. It's the same exact scene. Yep. I don't get it. And then, so she wakes up with all these jewels all over her bed. (laughs) And then because this ill-defined Jekyll and Hyde thing goes on, she returns it and writes sorry to the people. But she keeps like one necklace to make her own cat, her cat claws out of. And this is hilarious because Benjamin Bratt is looking at this note and looking at this fucking coffee cup that he got from her. The and world saved. What a yeah. creep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy's a real creep because he followed he's, her to work. Oh, he's man. a real fucking skin wearer. <laughs> Caught by day, skin wearer by night. Also, it's a, it's a horseshit thing of this is a huge city and Benjamin Bratt's assigned every case. Yep. Yeah, he's every ding dong case. Homicides, jewel heists, whatever. women, like all of it. <laughs> I would love it if so Benjamin Bratt, like she brings Benjamin Bratt home and she's finally she's going to finally tell him that she's Catwoman uh-huh. and she brings out her suit and he just he pulls a Levine. Oh, I'm making a suit too. <laughs> oh, that's funny. We both are tailors, and it looks it looks a lot like you. My suit looks a lot like you. Not with this suit, just you. Is that human skin? <laughs> There's a part where she's foiling this bank robbery where she out and out surfs on a guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she like throws him or whatever and jumps on board and is like actually like. Not hanging ten, but balancing like a surfboard or a skateboard. A body, a, a body boarder. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> That's because the fight choreographer was Steve Jobs. You know what I mean? Like, there's just <laughs> nobody at all. Nothing tactile. But as I say about this, 
there's this handwriting recognition scene, which oh, is... Oh, yeah. So he's looking at both these things. Like, I think she might be Catwoman. <laughs> and so he's looking at this thing, and the guy's like... Well, yeah, they're close, but then there's something weird here. This O is more for a people pleaser. It's aimed in this way. And then this Y on this other thing on the bag, that says that's somebody you don't want to mess with. That's somebody who plays by their own rules. Oh, my God, look at that Y. (laughs) I'm going to start jerking off looking at that Y. That Y is a sexy bitch. (laughs) I mean, that R right there means you're a mousy secretary, and then that R means that you're Catwoman. Uh... (laughs) And then, like, <laughs> she may or may not be inhabited by the spirit of cats, <laughs> judging by that R. Oh, I've seen this one before. This one here that wrote on the bag, he, she's possessed by a group of cats. <laughs> Classic handwriting analysis 101. She is possessed by a gaggle of cats. Oh, he actually has some line where he's like, Ah, uh, you uh, get these two women in the room together, the place is going to explode or something like that. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, handwriting expert? Uh, 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 I studied it in the academy, okay? <laughs> you just Benjamin Bratz just in the background like, I just asked you if it's possible these were the same people. This should be a five-second five interaction, Ted. <laughs> yeah, but nobody comes down here because ever since the Zodiac, handwriting analysis ain't so popular. <laughs> fucking handwriting analysis scene. Get out of here. And there, of course, there's a fucking ordering milk at the... the oh, uh, well, this is kind of when the movie really goes crow because, like, she she has, like, two or three nights of, like, do I want to be a Catwoman? And then, like, Francis Conroy is like, you died, and someone killed you. And she's like, well, I got to find that out. And she's like, for the sake of this movie, you do want to be a Catwoman. <laughs> so she wants to be a Catwoman. And, like, first stop, Michael Massey, who's, like, <laughs> at this club, and I just don't know. She comes up, and she uh, she's dressed like Catwoman. She's dressed like Catwoman. She finds him picking stuff out of the garbage. <laughs> At the and back of the club. She goes to the bartender, and she's just like, I'd like a, a white Russian, uh, no ice, hold the vodka, and hold the Kahlua. And this bartender, without looking cross once, goes, cream straight up. <laughs> Eat shit and die again, <laughs> this movie. Never in this galaxy, nor the galaxy that came before it, <laughs> has anybody ever ordered cream Maybe. at a bar. It's just never, I'm sorry, it just never happened. Okay, maybe you're right, but the guarantee you can put on it is that they never ordered cream at a bar in the manner in which she goes about <laughs> ordering cream at a bar, which is, which is breaking down a white Russian. Oh, 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 how fun is this as I'm clickety-clacking on my EMAC right and in this not movie. a single cocked eyebrow from this fucking bartender. Nope, just here you go, sexy lady. Yeah, you that makes sense. warm cream. Whatever you want, Catwoman. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everybody, it's Catwoman. <laughs> Breaks out into applause. <laughs> just as thunderous as when she told off her snooty boss. There's a dance scene at this point for no reason. Like, she's, she's there to fuck up Michael Massey, and it's the crow... And she's going to beat him up for information and or kill him. Probably kill him. And she's like, uh-uh. First R&B dance number. R&B <laughs> dance number where she's like turning around mirror doors. Yeah. It's like, who is this movie for? Who could this movie be for? It's for Pitoff. <laughs> Pitoff made a movie for Pitoff. <laughs> 
Pitoff bought out the neighborhood Pitoff Best Buy when, when the movie came out. This is his birthday present to himself. <laughs> Happy birthday, Pitoff. Here's some more Catwoman DVDs. They're all for you, Pitoff. Thank you, Pitoff. I'm going to jerk off to a new one each night. <laughs> Probably sent one to Jean-Pierre Jeanette and was just like, hey, buddy. <laughs> and Jean-Pierre Jeanette just fucking stomped on it. No, I will not watch Catwoman. Catwoman. <laughs> I made Mick Max. <laughs> and she beats up Michael Massey, doesn't kill him, and he's like, you don't remember me to flushing you down a toilet? <laughs> <laughs> remember that time I flushed you? You were a human tide and I flushed you. That's it. how I usually get home. <laughs> The express train back to my garbage <laughs> island. I flush a huge toilet. And the shit canal takes me right home. Sorry, Brad Pitt. I don't live with fucking Gwyneth Paltrow, all right? <laughs> I live, it's me, a bunch of rats that I have named, and garbage. <laughs> the picture from the goddamn Brooke Shields diet plan guide. <laughs> when it's hot out, some seagulls come and visit me. That's it. Oh, One gonna... of them's called Larry. <laughs> you, oh, your house shakes when the fucking train comes by. You got too many wonderful dogs. <laughs> A rat thought I was dead and started eating my fingernails last night. I am terrified to go to bed every night. Oh, what's that? The pharmacy across the street keeps its neon sign up all night. I live on a garbage island. Not even a goddamn island. It's just patches of garbage. I could drown at any minute. I keep telling people it's an island because I want it to sound fancy. The truth is it could sink at any second. There isn't like, a single tree on this fucking thing. My home could submerge itself at literally at any second. Luckily, pizza boxes float. In case you were about to ask me, yes, I do have a bed made out of pizza boxes. Precisely two pizza boxes. Two pizza boxes does not a pizza box bed make. <laughs> oh, your landlord took a week to fix the shower head. Bully for you. I live, once again, to reiterate, on a pile of floating garbage. Oh, your fire alarm's going off at all times in the night. If a fire comes around here, I'm dead. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Just who? And... <laughs> I mean, he is really the most remarkable character in all of this. But the thing, He's great. He, he's a henchman, and, like, you should beef him up. Like, give him a robot hand, maybe? Like That would know, work. Maybe all you really even need is a scar across the eye yeah. or an eye patch. You want to ground him... Like, because he's kind of an unremarkable henchman. He's just in, like, a blue suit the whole time. That's why when he... Like, when the movie makes you realize that he's supposed to be a the, more significant hedgeman than not, he's the number two. You're just like, oh, wait, it's that guy? Yeah. Oh, crap, I haven't been paying attention. <laughs> yeah. I hope that guy didn't say anything relevant. <laughs> I mean, he don't worry, worry, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at this point, they go out on the sushi date, and this is hilarious because Benjamin Bratt is pretty sure she's Catwoman at this point, but he's not positive. And she's like, uh, he's like, oh, you want to like go out for a movie later? And she's like, no, I have some business to attend to. And at that point, I'm like, all right, I never want to see this person. Like, if, yep. if you say business like that, I don't know what you're getting up to, but I don't want any part of it. Also, if you say business, you're a bee woman. <laughs> yeah. That's not a cat thing at all. 
How do you forget it? <laughs> whatever movie, what you do whatever you want. Yeah, I don't care like, anymore. I'm just like the disappointed parent that's like, you know, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Also, this is the date where a Ferris wheel breaks down and she Jesus saves a kid. Christ. And she's watching this kid almost plummet to his death. And she's like, mm, should I use my Catwoman abilities in front of Benjamin Bratt, who's suspecting me of being Catwoman? All right, that kid might die. And where is Sharon Stone during this fucking Ferris wheel scene? I mean, like, it wouldn't make sense. I know it wouldn't make sense. Well, she wouldn't go to a plebeian community fair by any means. But, like, maybe there's a thing. Like, And the funny thing is, like, she's doing nefarious shit that we're not seeing. She kills that scientist. And yes. Maybe, maybe she, that scientist is on the Ferris wheel. <laughs> yes. And he's, she's trying to bomb the Ferris wheel. And that's what sets this whole thing in motion. This innocent scientist is just like, huh. I finally have a day off from working at this corrupt cosmetics <laughs> company. I love community fairs more than anything. Ah, oh, look. There's the old community fair Ferris wheel. What a great I, time I have I, on those. I couldn't tell you the last time I whacked a mole. <laughs> <laughs> One has dynamite on it. <laughs> oh, look at that. Bunch of old milk bottles. Got to knock them down with a baseball. The Is baseball's it? a grenade. It's just is like that a thing of C four in one of those bottles. <laughs> because and I don't even remember. At some point, Sharon, like a Catwoman, goes up to Sharon Stone's house looking for Lambert Wilson. And is like I'm here to investigate your husband. And like <laughs> now I'm a snake for some reason. She like Sharon Stone attacks her with a golf club too. Yeah. And there's like you're like oh oh action scene. And as just as you're like oh oh action scene, it stops. You're like, oh, oh, action scene. Well, this is also kind of hilarious because it's the old what time is it in movies? Because this happens a lot. <laughs> oh, this <laughs> is a big one for me. Yeah, because yeah. Sharon Stone is asleep, like 100% yeah. asleep. And, like, she wakes up and she's in pajamas and, like, she starts fighting Catwoman. And, like, kind of an interesting thing is she kind of plays on Catwoman's, like, woman power thing. And she's like, you know, my husband's a shit heel. You know, I can't believe uh, he's, he's out cheating on me right now. If you want to go and investigate he's at the car like whatever the Cirque du Soleil I guess it's and not it's not the Gotham Circus that, not, that hasn't come to town it, no, <laughs> no 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 it's not the it's not the Red Triangle Gang at all you can't watch it on GNN <laughs> and she goes there and I'm like wait what time is it if this circus is going on and Sharon Stone's asleep like is it is Sharon Stone going to sleep at seven o'clock at night? I well, mean, maybe like, she's got one of those because like Alex Borstein gets those face cream headaches. Uh-huh. Maybe it's like Clive Owen in like Born Identity. He's like, oh, you get the bad headaches, Jason. Like maybe it's that. Like she's got one of the bad headaches and she's just got to go to bed because that face cream is turning her face marble or whatever. Or who could care? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, you you talk about all the time about you checking your watch, yeah. wondering what time in the movie it is, and like, so this scene happens, and almost immediately after this scene happens, Lambert Wilson gets killed. Yep, it, yeah, it's right like, after that, right? Yeah, Sharon Stone like murders him and stages his death to look like Catwoman did it. She puts like some scratches on his face. 
Oh, because the other thing, too, is when the scientist is murdered, Halle Berry's there like, oh, look at that. That scientist is dead. And then some, like, no-nothing, like, yes-man comes around the corner, and she's standing over the body, like a security guard yeah. there or something. So it's like, oh, Catwoman is suspected of murder. Sharon Stone sets up the frame job, and it's like, oh, now Catwoman's on. She's going to be on trial for murder. Man, it's too late to start the frame job. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. Oh, it's yeah. way too late in the game that to train be playing this left. Card, man. Left the station. You're this, absolutely right. I, when she entered this, uh, this scene should have been like she walks in on Sheraton and just fucking putting a bullet right in Lambert Wilson. <laughs> and they fight, and that's the end of the fucking movie. You're, you're totally right about checking your watch, too, because I was watching this at work today. And I was like, man, oh man, like I got a lot to do today, but I gotta, I gotta sneak out and just watch Catwoman really quickly. And so I'm going through at lunch, and I'm like, okay. Fucking 45 minutes. Yeah. 45 minutes? Yeah. From the golf club scene. 45 minutes. I was like, what else could possibly go on? You know what a lot of it is? Visiting Alex Borstein at the hospital <laughs> yeah. where she's been since that since that fainting spell yeah. days ago because she just loves this doctor. Dr. This, Beefcake this, is, this handsome doctor. is in residency. so And she keeps like faking like new ailments coming up because they don't know what's wrong with her because they don't know that the cream is causing her headaches and everything and the fainting spell so she's like oh i think i have a fever <laughs> better stay here for another two scenes i got horny-itis <laughs> horny-itis around this time uh benjamin bratt finally goes to bed with halle berry yeah and you know i mean with all the cat puns and everything i was just there's a deleted scene somewhere where she's like wrap it up ben because I've got feline HIV. <laughs> Is there really? No, 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 no. <laughs> Cats do get HIV. I know, I know that feline HIV is a thing, but my God, to just throw it out in the movie like that? <laughs> I mean, you're talking, I mean, we're all talking about starting the fucking frame job that early. <laughs> you're, you're talking the fucking the cat, cat HIV. <laughs> Yeah, totally. That plot's starting at that moment. In the first 20 minutes of Philadelphia, you know what the movie's about. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Midnight has, gets around, yeah, I mean, baby. Yeah, he's, he's eternal. Old. He's seen it all. <laughs> I, I think mean, he's responsible for bringing it over from Egypt. He's probably got the plague. <laughs> Midnight lives with an Antonio Banderas cat. <laughs> they, oh, mercy. They have a Halloween party. And they dress like... Sailors or what happens? Benjamin Bratt shows up in a lawsuit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Man, yeah, it's it's way too late for any of that in this movie. <laughs> I mean, so he has sex with her and it's amazing. He gets up to like go into her amazing fridge that is a glass fridge, and I'm like, how much money does this woman have? I don't know, but it's filled with delicious bottled Dasani water. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> oh man. We had the Heineken last week, and this week it's just like Beautiful blue bottles of sexy Coca-Cola-owned Dasani water. <laughs> well, it's that and the bumblebee. The, the tuna oh, oh, yeah, seeds the bumblebee fucking tuna. stacks of it. Delicious bumblebee tuna. <laughs> he finds a diamond. He's like, oh, my God. She was Catwoman the whole time, obviously. Oh, no, I just fucked Catwoman. <laughs> and he writes a note, which is pretty shitty. It says something came up. See you later, sweetheart. <laughs> that would be amazing if she reads the note and then sassily just goes, huh, only now something comes up. <laughs> nice. Remarking <laughs> on their shitty night we didn't see. That would be Alex Borstein's line. <laughs> 
<laughs> she would call her on her Nokia cell phone and be like, hey, only now something came up. Speaking of shitty cell phones, there's sort of weird thing where, like, in the, the golf club scene where Sharon Stone, like, pretends to side with Catwoman, she's like, here, take my phone. I'll call you when I know where he is or something or when I have more information yeah. about my shit heel husband. And then it's that night Halle Berry gets the phone call and she picks up the phone and on the screen of the phone, it's a video of Sharon Stone and she's like, hey, it's me. Pick up the phone. And then Halle Berry puts it to her ear. Yeah. And I was just like, what is the point? What of phone the, is this? What the fuck? Just, just have a thing that's like Sharon Stone is calling. <laughs> it doesn't need to be a fake future phone. We didn't have that shit yet. I mean, that's this movie. It's just bejeweled garbage every fucking step. Like, why bother? You know what? Take the money and the day that it took to film the fucking cell phone scene and figure some shit out. Absolutely. I mean, at this, we're kind of at the last act of the movie. Uh, Sharon Stone, yeah. uh, Halle Berry gets arrested, which is hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's so great. And the cat comes to rescue her. It's, this scene reminds me of The Mask quite a bit. Yep, yeah. Uh, so she, she, in the keys. Yeah, and the Milo, ca- Milo, get it. Oh, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? I haven't <laughs> seen that movie in a while. The cat w- wriggles through the bars, and she's like, well, if that cat can do it. Oh, don't even. Dude, this is not how breasts work. <laughs> As I understand it, like, that's. What are you talking about breasts? That's not how human bodies with skeletons inside them work. <laughs> well, we're now going to go to uh, human breast resident expert, uh, Steve Sadak. No. <laughs> With his FBI female body inspector t-shirt on. <laughs> no, but it's so stupid. You're right. She's like, because the, the way she slips through these bars is she's like, right arm, right tit. <laughs> All right. And she just like slinks out of this thing. And I was like, no, no, You're not uh, Eugene Toombs. Get the fuck out of here, man. At that point, it's like, oh, well, whatever. That's not even how prison works. I get like, she just slips out and the door between the prison and the rest of the police office or the jail is not locked, I guess. Or it's maybe just a wide open office. It's like they're working at Google. <laughs> or maybe she goes under the door jam like a fucking mouse. <laughs> just no cartilage. Or she just turns into a smoke monster and just <laughs> just goes out. And she does a there's a shitty like the cop that gave her shit yeah. when she, when he like put her in because he says something like be a good kitty and she hisses at him like Wah. just fine <laughs> but then it's like that guy comes around and he's like oh time for a shift change at the police station and she's like oh shift change perfect time the exact few minutes when no police are on duty in the entire city <laughs> and she just jumps out a window Oh, it's so dumb. Like, no, she's not made of Play-Doh. She's a person with cat powers. <laughs> yeah, that's not what cats can do either, you know? like. No. So she goes to, she's like, I have to stop this makeup. Because the whole thing is they're going to roll out this makeup cream. And it's going to destroy the world. Yeah, so she's just like, okay, I have to stop that before I stop Sharon Stone. So she goes to the fucking factory and just pops all their tires so they can't make the delivery. Like, all the delivery trucks are messed up. That's solved, because I was so invested in the first place. Mm-hmm. And Heaven then, forbid Alex Borstein dies of makeup cream or whatever. That's what you want, right? That's the weight of it. That's her thing that's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to go visit my friend Alex Borstein. And she goes to the hospital, and she's like, hi, I'm here to see Alex Borstein. And like the doctor goes, oh, you mean that? And it's just... <laughs> And she's just like a face husk, and there's like dust still just coming out of her mouth. It's like uh, Tim Robbins when he gets his uh, max broken in Mission to Mars. 
Yes, exactly. There's just it's barely a person, and I'm like, oh. Thank you, Catwoman movie. <laughs> and then uh, Patience comes, uh, I'm sorry, Midnight comes up to her. He's like, yeah, I got nothing. Uh, not much I could do there. Ooh, Eternal Cat Magic can't fix that. <laughs> uh, drowning is my specialty. Do you want to know how to slink through a prison cell door, though? That's, that's the next step in cat magic training. Look, magic's a pretty broad term. Uh, <laughs> I got you because, I mean, you had just died. This has been happening for about two days now. I can't be <laughs> yeah. as expected to be doing this. Time's up on this. <laughs> that was my one question, though, when, like, they're resurrecting uh, Halle Berry and, like, Midnight comes up and then, like, all these other cats come up and stuff like that. I was like... Does the cat community have to like collectively weigh in and evaluate? Like, all right, this lady tried to save me by stepping on an air conditioner like a moron. She would really go out of her way for cats, cat kind and human kind alike. She gets cat breath. I mean, Alex Borstein. Francis Conroy kind of does house the cat council. (laughs) I would love a cat cat council. Oh, cat council scene, 25 minutes, please. And she, like, Francis Conroy sitting on the floor, and they're all, like, yelling at her like a scene from John Adams. And she's just, like, (laughs) translating everything. Oh, you have a good point, Muffy. Oh, now midnight, keep it down. It's It's, Muffy's turn to talk. It's kind of like the Congress and the Phantom Menace. (laughs) (laughs) There's all sorts of gobbledygook alien cats just yelling at her. Good job, Sabrina, but get the anchovy out of your mouth. <laughs> Garfield is an absentee vote, always. <laughs> Garfield, yeah, he's the uh, he's the chairman emeritus of the cat council. <laughs> they won't let Heathcliff in anymore. <laughs> no, they will not. Oh, yeah, Heathcliff was expelled. Him and the rest of the Cadillac cats got expelled. <laughs> Much better movie. Yeah, Let's just face thousand that. Percent better. Hollywood I mean, Cat ch- Council. Oh, Chancellor Fritz. <laughs> he's the one because he's like a 1920s cat. You yeah. know, like there's just a painting of him. He's been dead for a while. Yeah, yeah. They all. It's in the meeting in the boardroom though. The Fritz the cat. They have the magic bag on display. <laughs> Felix, we're talking about. Oh, Felix, Felix the cat. Oh yeah, Fritz the cat's still alive. He's fucking and sucking all over the place. Yeah, I mean, he's living forever. Felix the cat is the one that they have the painting of on the wall. Magic bag displayed in front of it, just so. This is an awesome movie. <laughs> no, you, you can't say that on this episode. Sorry. Delete yeah, no, that. to be clear. <clears throat> yeah, all right. <laughs> just in case I, I, I missed deleting that line. That line where I was like, this is an awesome movie. Don't take that out of context. I don't mean Catwoman the movie. I mean the fake Cat Council of Hollywood Cat Star movie. Oh, man. I mean, the- you'd have to ignore the all the rest of this episode as well. <laughs> the but. Blu-ray re-release, Andrew Jupin, this is an awesome movie. We hate Cow- movies. Yeah, that's I'd it. cancel the show. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't cancel the show. I'd sue him. And then I'd go on the air and talk every day. I'd talk myself raw about how I was misquoted on the Catwoman Blu-ray. Is like, this on Blu-ray? It has to oh, be. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a movie, right? Who's... <laughs> Yeah, well, you got a point there. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the $4 bin at Best Buy, but... Who's like, oh, finally, Catwoman in 1080p? Pitoff. It's only Pitoff. Oh, here it is, finally in 1080p. Happy birthday to Pitoff. He just oh. keeps on doing it because he never wants it to be out of print. Oh, these, ter- <laughs> these terrible effects will look wonderful on my new flat-screen television. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's still terrible. Pitoff is disappointed. My brand new soundboard. It has nothing to do. <laughs> so she like fights Benjamin Bratt at a Cirque du Soleil thing. That's Whatever. useless. I Who mean, cares? We're, we're at the end of the movie. She she goes yeah. to Sharon Stone. And they're fighting, right? They, they're, they're fucking, fighting. 
I, and Benjamin Bratt and Michael Massey have a fight like that matters. They're, they're just having a, a chicken playing chicken to who matters less in this movie. <laughs> that is a real blink and you miss it fight scene between yeah. the two of them because who could possibly care? The one thing I'll say about this movie, kudos for avoiding the phrase cat fight. Yeah, I'm shocked. I'm Honestly, I'm shocked. shocked. I'm really shocked because look at what we're dealing with. <laughs> And the they, fact that it's not in there means someone just forgot to put it in. They weren't opposed to it. They just forgot to do it. That, I mean, that was probably the last cut. <laughs> of all, all the cuts, that was the last one he would make. This also kind of, I don't know why, kind of reminds me of the last fight in Daredevil with, between him and Kingpin. Yeah, because you're in a big high rise. There's a lot of windows. broken glass yeah. everywhere. Yeah. This movie's just rip wrapping this off left and right with this Which Daredevil. Which is not a great place to start, baby. No. <laughs> You're already just starting with flawed source material. And, I mean, there is a thing where, like, Sharon Stone essentially kills herself. Like, she's like the unbreakable woman, right? right like, yeah. she's getting punched in the face. And then for some reason, uh, Halle Berry scratches her with her diamond claws. That's what cuts through marble, dude. You didn't know that? That's true. And <laughs> she looks at her, like, she's hanging from a ledge. It looks at her reflection. She could save herself, but doesn't. And it's like, oh, shit. They make How sure shallow is beauty anyway. Think yeah, about oh, that. Think, think about it. Everyone's, think... get, everyone's scratched the noodle when they leave Catwoman, that's for sure. <laughs> think about message. it all the way to the ground, Sharon Stone. Uh, yeah, they do a thing where it's like Catwoman's like, come on, I'll save yeah, you. Yeah, exactly, because she's got to be a hero. Yeah, and she just lets herself drop. And there's a. It is, because again, it's just all computers. So They're both the... cartoons. When she fought, when Sharon Stone is falling to the lobby of this, this high rise building. It is the fakest. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. It looks so bad. And I'm like, why? It's like sh- the body is spinning so fast. Yeah. The yeah. physics doesn't make sense. It's ridiculous. She's like a little rubber ball bouncing off a wall. It's so weird. Pitoff cares not for physics. Pitoff loves beauty and special effects. I and love. <laughs> Pitoff loves finding beauty in death. Pitoff also likes using scenes from Final Fantasy, The Spirit Within, <laughs> in his own movies. Oh, my favorite. Pitoff's MySpace page in 2004. <laughs> favorite movie, Final Fantasy, Spirits Within. <laughs> <laughs> and fa- favorite musical artist, Junkie XL. <laughs> that favorite movie list, a close second, is Pitoff's weird homemade sex videos. <laughs> Dot, dot, Volume dot. two, <laughs> not the first one. The first one was, you know, the first time out amateur. Uh, Pitoff did not know what he was doing with Volume one of weird sex tapes. Volume <laughs> two, Pitoff had it together artistically. You go on his page, Brandy starts playing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie's terrible. Put that on your fucking Blu-ray box. Uh, yeah, so she's dead, and then it's just like Benjamin Bratt's like. Well, I'm not going to turn you in, Catwoman. If I was going to do that, I already would have. And she's got a horseshit monologue about. Well, no, she she goes back to prison. Like it's like, okay, no one noticed you left. Pri- you left yeah, jail for the night. Slinks right back in. If you're there in the morning, you never left. And she yeah. does. And then, like, obviously, she gets off. And then she gets this. She gets this monologue, and it's just about horseshit. This that I had to die to find myself. Blah blah blah. But it ends. With a, and my journey's just beginning. <laughs> no 
thank you, presumptuous end to Catwoman. Where, what would you sequel out of this? What could happen again? I don't maybe, even know what happened in this movie. Maybe she packs her bags uh-huh. and moves to a little burg called Gotham City. <laughs> because and this Catwoman position has been filled. <laughs> We already got a cat woman. She's standing outside of the suitcase at the Gotham City limits. And it's like, you know, like uh, heroes needed. And it's like, maybe there's like a Joker and it's a check mark and a penguin check mark. Uh, cat woman. It's just like filled. It's like, a, it's like a shitty political cartoon. Uh, well, look, I could, you know, ditch the whole cat thing and we could just go with plants. You want, you need a poison ivy around here? <laughs> no, that's okay. You sure? Yeah. What, what kind of cat is your cat woman? Because I'm a mystical cat. Oh, yeah. our cat woman is better. <laughs> uh, has skills and does things constantly. Uh, she's consistently written, um, which is helpful. Actual character. She actually is a very strong foil. Very uh, three-dimensional conflicted yeah well, so well ask, let's let's bargain here joker needs a sidekick right <laughs> and just face no, paint no, so no, anybody no, can be yeah, in the no, role right we, that's been no, i'm but, sorry no, miss, no, miss, listen miss, to me. no but listen to me simon <laughs> this thing is not miss miss that's uh that's been filled i've asked you to leave four <laughs> times now we'll uh we'll hold your resume but uh you might seek seek villainous uh positions elsewhere even if poison ivy needs a number two <laughs> That's going to be played by a uh, non-personified plant. <laughs> Damn it. Can I voice the plan? No. Shit. <laughs> That's going to Francis Conroy. <laughs> would anyone recommend Catwoman? I would not. Uh, there's literally nothing here. This movie really... what? And, you know, like this movie likes to pat itself on the back for being feminist, even though it's definitely not. It's Not at all. It also set back female superhero movies... To now and forever. Because, I mean, like, (laughs) there hasn't been one since. And, I mean, like, it's not really Catwoman's fault. There really should have... This sunk all of DC's movies for a long time. I mean, not really. Batman came out, but that kind of... I still think that those Nolan movies don't count as bad. They they do not count. Because all you have to do is look at the Nolan movies and everything else. Yes. Everything else. Yeah. It just, you can't compare them. Like, 21st century superhero movies, it's Nolan's. And because here's the thing it's only one year later. Yeah. Batman Begins is 2005. It doesn't matter. Like, those movies weren't affected by this. They they were clearly already in the process of being made when this movie came out. It doesn't matter, man. It's it's its own thing. I would say almost none of the Batmans matter. Like the you can't compare the Burton Batmans to these things. No, no, they're much stronger movies in every single way. I, I mean, clearly, I wouldn't ask anybody to watch this movie. No, why would you ever? Like, why would you ever tell a person to watch? What would you learn? <laughs> what would you even know after? Other than knowing that Halle Berry isn't you know always good. Yeah, which I know because I watched. Other movies after she made Monsters Ball, so I know she's not great all the time, right? But like, what what could you possibly take away from this? Do you do you is there a world in which because I think this is an alternate universe that could live in which this movie's somehow good or it just doesn't even happen? Uh huh. Joss Whedon pitches that Wonder Woman movie that he wanted to do really bad before Avengers. Uh huh. That happens. And then DC gets its its shit going because if that movie hit, which it yes. probably would have, because it yep. would have been a good take. Yep. The Avengers wouldn't been have been as big because I mean the Avengers would have been huge no matter what. But without Joss Whedon, it's like maybe twenty percent less good. 
so if it's at well when was he trying to do that one right Woman? Be, really right before like maybe 2012 uh-huh. 2010 maybe and it was just like he was attached it was happening and then it failed yeah because i remember it was going for a while i mean that could have been a thing where it's like it could have it could have reset the course of the rivalry. Yeah. And yeah. we wouldn't be in this position we're in now where they're so desperately trying to wrap all this shit together with these I, movies I that they've they, announced. They don't want to make good movies anymore. I, I, I'm convinced of this. I'm convinced that it's You're all, talking DC? I'm, I'm talking about the whole fucking spectrum at this point. <laughs> like, I, I, it, I, really, the Edgar Wright loss really turned me cynical on this one. Yeah. Losing him to Ant-Man, to me... Well, not, you know, no, no, the disease known Ant-Man as didn't, Ant-Man. Ant-Man, Ant-Man didn't kill him. He's still around. <laughs> Edgar Wright succumbed to Ant-Man syndrome. No, but, like, seriously. Died like, peacefully in his bed. <laughs> He's an Ant-Man now. Often Ant-Man have... Why is this being narrated by Morgan Freeman? <laughs> why not? But, no, I'm sorry. I, it, it's, it, all the movies now, it's not even... You can't make a self-contained movie. It just you can't do it anymore because you have to have shoot offs and sequels and this guy has to do this thing and you have to know this thing about the back would, history and this other thing to the I other would thing. argue that the Marvel ones make sense and that's it, it works in a lot of them you know not all the times most of them are watchable some fail completely uh, yeah but, but I, yeah go ahead but the the and now the bat but I would say the problem is the bastardization. Which I saw in that new Spider-Man movie where they're like, it's got to, well, now we got to do it. Yeah. And now this DC, and the problem is this new Batman Superman movie, which is now Batman Superman Aquaman. Uh, Wonder the, Woman's in there. Wonder Woman's in there. Uh, Cyborg is I'm in there. I'm pretty sure Martian f- Manhunter's going to show up. <laughs> what the fuck is Cyborg? Who is he or what? What is it? What, uh, he's, what? Just, he's, a, he's a character. He's like a, he's, a, he's a Justice League dude. Really? He's a black guy. Never heard of him. Yeah, he's around. So we're just, I mean, we're wedging in the... the, the he, was in, he was in Teen Titans for a long time. Uh, I know. Uh-huh. But so, I mean, we're wedging in, like, the big league guys and the little league people. Yeah. Like, everybody's getting into this movie. It's so fucking pathetic because Marvel has been grooming this shit since 2007. And they've taken their time to build up things. And this is just like, everybody's just getting jammed into this fucking movie! And then we're going to try to expand it out. Like, they're trying to work backwards. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to start with Avengers and then blow out everything. And it's so wrong, and it's so obvious you're trying to play catch-up. It's really bad. It's sad, is what it is. And I mean, like, I liked... I mean, like, DC could have had a model in which, like, all right, Marvel's doing all that, like, we're doing Avengers, and obviously the numbers are the problem because they make so much more money. But like, we're just gonna make really good standalone movies. That like, would be so they good. tried yep. with that Superman movie, and it just wasn't very good. Yeah, very <sighs> good. I mean, it's got its merits. It's got a lot of flaws. Blah blah blah. But it, it's got Larry it, Fishburne. It does have Larry Fishburne. That's something. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing about this movie, I will say, that's great is like her race doesn't come into it at all. Like it's just not even a thing. It's yeah. not which a is, problem. Which is good. You could have really cheaply put some pot shots in there or and something. And I, mean, I don't even think the internet gave a shit at this point. You know what I mean? The, which is weird because well, the it always happened gives in, a shit. But it had happened in the 1960s. Yeah. So I feel like like if someone was like, oh, God damn it, Cat, oh, Halle Berry, and someone was like, Eartha Kitt. <laughs> and they were like, oh, all right. Man. I'm fucking 40, 50 years too late complaining about that one. People shit a brick with that Michael Clark Duncan. They've ne- People are still bitter about it, even though that poor bastard's dead. Yeah. It's, <laughs> which it's like, whatever, dude. He's the best part of that movie. Yeah. yeah. What do we think about Vincent D'Onofrio? I'm into it. I'm yeah. totally into it, man. Into, I mean, the, you couldn't have... Uh, Owen from Boardwalk Empire as your daredevil 
you've sold you sold me so hard on. Yeah. Which character's Owen? I don't know if I've even gotten he's, to him yet. Uh, he's Steve second Bush- season. Okay, I might. He I'm, becomes like Stephen Buscemi's like right hand. Guy. All right, I'm I'm kind of right. I'm getting yeah. there. He's an Irish dude. He's, he's, uh, is he actually character. Irish in real life, or I didn't know? Uh, I think so, yeah. but I don't know. Right. Anyway, I don't know. I'm I'm psyched for it. It's pretty cool. I'm yeah. into it. Yeah, but D'Onofrio, it's it's a good it's a good, and he's just exactly right for that type of project too. Like the budget and everything. It's like oh, it's a smart move. You know, like yeah. yeah, you're you're doing good things with your money. Yeah, you get D'Onofrio, who's just I don't even know what is living off, was like eating Doritos, living off those fucking criminal intent <laughs> residuals. <laughs> He's a great actor. He is a great actor. I will say this to kind of cap off the, the whole DC Marvel discussion. I am legitimately interested in that Gotham show that yeah, Fox absolutely. has coming out. That seems pretty cool. I, I, I want it to be good. I don't like the ret. I have a problem with the retconny kind of like, and one day that person might be the penguin. Like, yeah. you know, I just kind of keep expecting some guy, a little kid named Edward Nigma. They're like, stop working on your riddles, Edward. And he's like, <laughs> y'all see. I feel well, like every episode, so he's going to like, y'all see. That, I mean, I think I would hope that they're smart enough to avoid that, but there is a dude who plays Oswald Cobblepot. I do believe there's a guy who plays Edward Nigma. Like, it's all there. There's like, a young girl who plays uh, Selena there's a, Kyle. There's like a teenage Selena Kyle. Like, it's all there. I just, I never like when we all go to high school together for no reason. I, I mean, I'm sure it could be good, and I, I have high hopes because it's Batman y, and like, I think that they know what works with Batman at this point. Yeah. You would fucking think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got, you've got a kid, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. You got Donald Logue, which That's is a big real all star cast. Who's he playing? He's playing what's his name? The partner. The uh, the fat guy. Fat guy? The fat guy from the cartoon. Bullock? No. Oh Bullock? Is it yeah, Bullock? he's Bullock. Oh, oh cool. That's pretty cool. I'm pretty sure he's Bullock. Which is great. Yeah. So I, I, I will cap it on that. Uh that is Catwoman from two thousand four. What, as Steve says, a wretched undertaking this movie was. <laughs> and don't forget everybody, it was directed by Petoff. <laughs> By Pitoff for Pitoff. <laughs> yeah, this one was by the Pitoff for the Pitoff and for none of the rest of us. If you want to get a hold of us and find out more information about the show, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are at whmpodcast. Right into the mailbag, we all hate movies at gmail.com. Do you like this movie? It's okay to, but I'm really curious why. I would love to hear one person make a legitimate argument for this movie. Yeah. Go right ahead. I'd be happy to do it. I'd be happy to read it on the air. We've been having a lot of people writing in for our mailbag episodes, which we will now be doing once a month. So get your emails in. Weird, we hate movies related stories. We would like to hear about them. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Rate and review the show in iTunes or wherever you get the program. It increases the profile of our little show, and we would greatly appreciate it. Blame it on Outer Space. Eric Siska's Conspiracy Theory Takedown show is going strong. Blame it on OuterSpace.com, at BlameSpacePod on Twitter. Rate and review their show in iTunes or wherever you get podcasts as well. Now, clue for next week's episode. History's Greatest Mustache. Oh, baby. That's, that's solid. That could mean all sorts of things. So until next week, when we find out which push broom we're talking about, I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Gavin. Steven Zeta. Take it easy.